Our God is a missionary God, and we are His missionary people. You're listening to The Scent Life, the official podcast of the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Okay, time to be honest. What's the first emotion that you feel when you hear the word evangelism? For most people, it's stress or pressure, concern, fear. Uh, In the podcast today, we want to talk about how to share Jesus, how to be involved in an evangelistic lifestyle uh, in a way that is uh, is more casual, that takes advantage of uh, everyday circumstances. In a word, we want to talk about sharing Jesus without freaking out. Hey there, so welcome to uh, this episode of our podcast. Today we've got a guest back that was here with us uh, several episodes ago, uh, Dr. Steve McKinnon. And today we're going to have a a, a different type of conversation. Dr. McKinnon and I have just written and uh, is about to be published a book on personal evangelism. Uh, The title of the book is Sharing Jesus Without Freaking Out. It's the second edition of this book. And it was a really fun book to write. It It was one of these deals that we were able to sit down together uh, and really work through. Dr. McKean and I have been friends literally uh, over 30 years. We grew up in the same youth ministry uh, in church. Uh, we were friends when we were lost. We were friends when we first became Christians. And then we were friends, uh, have been friends for many years working together uh, on the faculty uh, and the staff at Southeastern. So, Steve, I appreciate you being with us. We'll always be friends because we have too many secrets on one another. Well, that's exactly right. And it, it is great to work together, be in proximity. That way I can keep an eye on uh, on you and know what you're saying about me. So, it's uh, no, but it, it is a blessing not only to be here uh, for the podcast, but to uh, be able to serve together, to write together, uh, what hopefully will be the first of many books that yeah. we'll be able to, to co-author together, and particularly evangelism that is so important to both of us. Sure. It's just a, um, it, it's, it, a part of our own individual lives as well as our uh, ministries at Southeastern. Sure, yeah. So, you know, when we think about evangelism, Steve, one of the things that uh, most people who listen, if, you're, if we're Christians and we listen to a podcast like this, Ascent Life, and we are living on mission with a God who is on mission and we're walking with him, there's this internal angst, right? There's so many people around me, I need to tell them about Jesus. And then at the moment we get ready to start, there's this real pressure point in our lives. And why is it that we're so uncomfortable about telling people about Jesus when quite honestly, it should be the most natural thing in the world, right? I don't hesitate to tell any about my kids, my wife, my hobbies, but when it comes to my God, I just freeze up. And I think there, there are several reasons why, and we talk about it in the book, but uh, one reason is we think sometimes of evangelism as um, we're trying to sell something to someone. Huh. And while it may be very important to us, if they're not Christians already, then it must not be important to them. And so then we're, we're caught in this kind of weird, I'm trying to convince somebody they ought to, they ought to buy something okay. that they've probably been given an opportunity to buy before and they didn't. And so then it becomes almost salesmanship. And right. and there are people who are really, really good sales people, but you almost have to be born that way. Uh, yeah. You know, for a lot of people, it's just not natural to try to sell them something, even if it is very important to you. And oh. so it, then it's not normal. It's not just a part of my everyday life. If I'm talking to my next door neighbor about my kids, it's normal, it's natural. I'm not asking them to do anything. Evangelism is asking someone not to purchase or to buy, but to trust in Jesus, to give their lives over to him. And I think it's that 
that the question of your calling someone to some kind of decision that makes it awkward for people because they think that evangelism is just that last step right. of somebody becoming a Christian. But when I'm talking about my kids or my, my family or my hobbies, I'm not asking somebody to like the hobby that I have or to embrace the hobby right. I have. So I think there's some thinking about what evangelism is that needs to change in order to make it less uh, of this fearful activity. So we feel the pressure of like, I got to close the deal, right? We want to get to the end of this conversation. Is there any reason you don't want to do this? That's right. Now, and we do want people to ask for for decisions in sure. evangelism. We don't want them just to let them hang out in the open without asking for a decision. But the pressure of closing the deal, making the sale, uh, we have this weird image, I think, in our mind. I mean, you and I have talked for years about much of our evangelism training really feels like selling Amway or something like that as opposed to uh, a conversation. Again, you know, when I tell you about my wife or my kids or my hobbies, I'm not asking you to like my barbecue. I'm just asking you, do we just talk about what we're doing? So what's the alternative? I mean, you and I wrote this book, Sharing Jesus Without Freaking Out, and what we really are presenting in the book is an alternative um, to the to the salesman technique. It's not that we don't think there are times when you really need to almost have a transaction, but we really want to offer an alternative. That, that's right. There, there are times when people, um, they, they want and are ready for that call to decision, um, where there is this almost transactional feel to it, where this is the message of the gospel. Would you like to believe this? Is there anything that would keep you from believing that now? There's nothing wrong with that, right? Nothing at all. And there, there, there are and the goal is that hopefully evangelism will ultimately reach that point where the person who is a non-believer would be in a place where they would want to, to trust in Jesus and to receive him. I think the, the alternative to it that we're talking about is uh, evangelism as, as announcement, mm. as proclamation, um, in, in a sense is communicating and telling a story, um, leaving the decision up to the person that you're talking with. Sure. You know, if if you you're all into barbecue and you do the the you know you're always smoking these great meats and that sort of thing, and you like the invitation, that you and get. I loved it, I love the invitation. <laughs> but you know, the the thing is, um, every time that we're together, you don't say, "Now, would you like to start smoking uh, meats as well?" Right. That's and right. Because the end result is, we probably wouldn't be friends afterwards. Right. And I think another part of this um, evangelism is a lot of people think about it is you can't be friends with people afterwards huh. because you get to the end and you say, do you want to become a Christian? No. And then you, okay, we don't really have anything to talk about anymore. Now it's awkward. And now my next door neighbor doesn't want to see me anymore. And now my friends at school don't want to see me anymore. It's like the car salesman that you didn't buy the car for. You don't go back into that shop, that, that car shop again to buy cars from them. That's right. And, and the salesperson technique is let's sit down together and let me find some points of common mm. interest. Even sometimes evangelism training has been, you know, pretend you're interested in somebody right. so that you can get to talks about religion and these exploratory questions sure. and that sort of thing. Um, not genuinely be interested, right. like really be friends right. and talk to the The thing that I notice about hobbies is um, that people who don't understand the hobby, oftentimes it's not the invitation to come and join the hobby. It's the announcement of what, what it's like and the kind of joy it brings to my life and, and the things that I get to do and that I get to make. I, if, if I did woodworking and I was able to show you, look at all of these things that I've been able to make, then you might say, I think I'll try that. Sure. I think I would be interested in that. Now you're drawn into an experience. 
and into a relationship with that hobby or with right. a with a friend or uh, to become a uh, a fan of a certain sports team or what have you. And I think in some ways, an alternative to the transactional form of evangelism is this idea of let me tell you what the story of, of God and Jesus really is and what it's done in my own life and sure. what it's done in the lives of others and present it to you in this winsome and persuasive way. In the, in the Bible in Acts 17, Paul does this. He goes to people and at the very end of this presentation, he says, now look, if you want to know more, let's have a relationship with one another and I can answer these questions. And the Bible says that some of those people became disciples of Paul. And all, what that means is not disciples like right, they became right, 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 right. You know, Paul worshipers, but they became disciples in the sense of they went to learn from him because he engaged them in a way that was persuasive and it wasn't off-putting. And it, he didn't at the end say, now look, if you want to get saved, get saved today or we're not going to talk anymore. Sure. And I think that's where uh, when evangelism is seen as communication, uh, proclamation, this kind of casual interaction that's a part of a relationship, then there's no need to fear it. So I can talk with my friends about my weird hobbies. Mm. And someone may look at you and think, why in the world would you go out and be a blacksmith? <laughs> right. You know, I, I can just go to the store and buy a knife. I sure. mean, why would I, you know, why would I want to spend hours slaving over a hot fire to make my own knife? But you can still have a relationship mm. when you talk about those things. And when we think about our relationship with, with Jesus Christ, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. we, we ought to be able at the end of that to still be friends with people who aren't Christians, whether they believe or receive the message or not. And that's you know, where it's casual. Sure, yeah. I mean, you know, there's this, I think in everyone's mind, we think, I, given the opportunity, someone says, if we were to have, say, a, 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 a John chapter 3 experience, you know, someone comes up, hey, can you tell me how to get into the kingdom right. of God? I think most Christians could at least get started in that conversation. It, right. may be, it may be something like the Roman road, you know, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Do you want to do this? So we really have this transactional or these steps or yeah. uh, Camp's Crusade, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the four spiritual laws. We have this packed into our mind. What does it look like to have a non-transactional or more conversational evangelistic conversation that at the end of the day, for lack of a better word, we don't feel guilty that we haven't been evangelistic? How, what would that even look like? Well, I think in a practical sense, it looks like what has God done in your life? Uh -huh. um, what, what, does, what does Jesus mean to you? What does your faith mean to you? What does the gospel mean to you? Uh, whether that's a transformation that's taken place in your life. For, so for some people, it's, uh, man, I knew you when you were, you know, a drunk and when you yeah. were a drug addict, or I knew you when you were living for yourself and right. you were just pursuing selfishness. And you say, yeah, and there's, there's a transformation that's taken in my life. But, you know, people are transformed from being drunks and uh, abusers of other people and drugs um, by a lot of different Not things. By Jesus that's right. That's so right. Jesus isn't the only way to do right. that. But that's a part of the conversation. Why did you stop doing those things that mm -hmm. you did? Because I found another way that I wanted to live. It's not the end all, right. but it's a part of that conversation. Or it's a part of the, this is what really is important to me and to my family and to our lives. And uh, sharing with them, you know, God didn't do this just for me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, God, God didn't become incarnate in Jesus. God didn't uh, make this offering of a relationship with himself just to me, like I'm special or something. He made it to you as well. And getting to that place in conversation where the gospel becomes what God has done for that other person. Okay. Where now you're sharing with them a benefit mm-hmm. to their life, not in a selfish sort of way, but in the same way the Bible does. Right. right? You can receive eternal life. You mm-hmm. can have this relationship with God. Those kinds of rela- conversations within relationship are what we're talking about. That counts as evangelism. 100%. Because... What we're really trying to do, Scott, is to see people go from where they are in their knowledge of God, wherever that might be, mm-hmm. one step closer mm. through the relationships right. that we have toward a saving knowledge of God. Right. In our book, we call that X plus one. X plus one. Where they are in their relationship with God right now, in our conversation or our discussion, they one step closer to trusting Christ and knowing what God's done in their life. And we know that at some point that one step will lead them to saving faith. That's right. And so some people that you're friends with have had relationships with people for years or decades where they've gone from, you know, think about it on a spectrum, minus 50 to minus one. And they're ready for that one last step to become a Christian. And I think for many people, they've, um, they've been a Christian in a culture where everybody lived at that kind of okay. minus two, minus three, minus one, where when you talk to someone and you said, if you were to die right now and go to heaven, what would you say to God about why you should get in? And everybody believes in God and believes in heaven and believes that Jesus died for their sins. They just need to take the step of actually confessing Christ, of believing right. in him. But imagine talking to someone and saying, if you were to die right now and go to heaven and God said, why should I let you in? What would you say? And they said, I don't believe in heaven. Or I don't. Yeah, that's exactly right. I don't believe in God. I, now you're now you're looking through right. the book again. Like, what am I supposed to say next? Right. Uh, and that's the the culture a lot of people live in uh, today, Scott. Mm-hmm. They live in a um, a culture where they don't have the background knowledge, mm-hmm. where the only difference between the person who's a Christian and not a Christian is who really has received Jesus and who hasn't. Um, and so our relationships become vehicles. Sure. They become a bridge by which people come to know the gospel so that they can believe in it and, and be right with you God. You know, in our book, we have a, a, a line where it's, there are different stages that people are in in their growing knowledge of Jesus. And we move from ignorance and apathy, anger. Right. Uh, so there are a whole lot of reasons. You, we, we find a person, do you what do you believe about God? And it may be that a person's been hurt, right? Hurt by the church, hurt by Christians, uh, maybe they've just been hurt in life and they blame God and they're angry with God. And our evangelism at that point isn't, hey, can you tell me one reason that you would not want to ask Jesus in your heart? It's ministering the love of the gospel and the the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the healing ministry of the Spirit in their life that allows them to move one step closer. If somebody is uh, comes from a different world religion, or uh, then it's not, can we turn the corner today? It's, can I help you understand this is what Christians actually believe? I remember a time I was talking with a guy uh, from another uh, world religion, and uh, in, in the course of the conversation, he was debating and arguing about some things. And I said, well, can we just stop right here? Can, can you, my goal right now is not to convince you that I'm right. My goal right now is just to let you understand this is what Christians actually believe because you've misunderstood what Christians even believe. Well, that's exact. People get their understanding of Christianity, whatever, whatever background they have from a variety of different sources. And some people may just be misinformed of what 
Christians are and who Jesus is. And they're rejecting Christianity. They're rejecting a Jesus that we're not even asking them to believe we're in. We're not even asking them to believe in. They, right. they've, they're, they're rejecting the Jesus they've seen on television. Right. As opposed to the Jesus who is in the Bible. Right. And part of these relationships that we have with people, um, a part of our relationship is helping them to know who Jesus really is. The true, the, the one true God who is Jesus Christ. Um, and we're able to communicate that to people. Not in one conversation we go from your complete ignorance uh, and no knowledge of God to a saving knowledge of God. Rarely does that happen. Right. Even, even when you have a conversation with someone and they become a Christian at the end of that conversation, it's not because of that conversation. It's because of hundreds of conversations that they've had up to that point. And what, what we have to realize is that the sent life mm. means recognizing you may be conversation 8 out of 100, or you may be 90 out of 100, or you may be 99, out of, or you may be 100 out of 100. But evangelism is being any of those conversations. Some planted, some watered, but it's God who gives the growth. That's perfect. And so that's why, but that's why we can share Jesus without freaking out. I mean, the pressure, it just so relieves the pressure if I don't think that my evangelism is about selling something or or forcing someone into a situation. It also doesn't blow the relationship up. I've worked years and years with somebody, maybe somebody in my family, I have to see them every Thanksgiving, I have to see them every Christmas, New Year's. The last thing I need to do is for them to just dread me seeing them or well, yeah, something I, like that, right? You know, it's the difference between, um, let's say, politics. Yeah. So in, in a political climate, um, you, have, you have the good guys, you have the bad guys. Yeah. And you're arguing with each other. You're fighting with one another. That's why people say, you know, at Thanksgiving, don't talk about politics or religion because sure. they see those conversations as the same. And people who fight over politics then uh, separate from one another and say, we can't have a relationship because you're on the wrong side and mm -hmm. I'm on the other side. And religion may be like that, but Christianity isn't. Right. It, it's like the difference between playing at, Wil Wil uh, at, at uh, Wimbledon mm -hmm. where you have to win okay. and playing – tennis with my daughter mm -hmm. so if i go to to play tennis in the u.s open yeah um I, i'm i'm competing with that other person and i've got to win i've got to beat them your purpose is to win that's my purpose if i'm playing with my daughter it's to volley back and forth now we may have competition mm -hmm. and it may be that one of us is going to have the she beats you the high, and she's going to beat me or i'm going to beat him <laughs> her and it's usually going to be her beating me but there may be competition that's a part of it, but the purpose is not to win. Uh -huh. The purpose is the relationship mm -hmm. and to grow deeper in that relationship. Uh, if you go to Wimbledon and you're playing tennis, the whole reason you are on that, that court is to win, to right. beat the other that's person. That's a great, uh, great That's not evangelism. Yeah. Evangelism is like playing tennis with your daughter. Mm -hmm where the goal is to build a relationship because there's some greater purpose that could come out of that. So we're going to be friends with people, not pretend friends, not faux friends. Right. We're not fake friends to try to get them. Well, maybe they'll get saved, and I'm not going to be friends with them if they don't. We're still going to be friends with them whether they ever receive Jesus Christ or not because the purpose of our friendship is not for them to become Christians. The purpose is to be friends with them. But the the bridge of that relationship to the gospel is unmistakable. Mm -hmm. 
And we have to be in a place where we're willing to walk across that bridge with people so that they can receive Jesus and, and that they can benefit from the gospel in the same way that we have. Yeah, it's because we're joining God in what God is doing in this world. That's the theme of our podcast, right? Week after week as we come and we talk, it really is about living this sent life, a life that is joining our missionary God on his mission to see a lost and a dying world enter into a relationship with him. So, man, we're real thankful that uh, Steve McKinney joined us today. Again, a reminder, uh, Dr. McKinney and I have co-authored a book, Sharing Jesus Without Freaking Out. It's available everywhere. You can go to Amazon, uh, other book dealers, and you can uh, buy a copy of that book. And it really is dealing with this idea of evangelism, the way that God created you to do it. Uh, one that's uh, not just based on guilt and fear and shame, uh, but one that really is a, a, a casual communication of the gospel. You know, the truth of the matter is, uh, as we try to say each podcast, we are living a sent life uh, on mission with our missionary God. And uh, he calls us uh, to, to invite others into a relationship with him, and we get to be his vehicle, uh, his instruments for doing that. So thanks so much for uh, being a part of this. Again, Dr. McKinney was with us uh, several podcasts ago. You can go back and listen to that, where we talk about the question, what happens to those who've never heard about Jesus when they die? So if you're interested in that, go back and check that out again. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast this time, and uh, we look forward to, to you being with us later. 